Hey friends, if you struggle to find time to read the Bible, or maybe like me, you do devotions in the morning, but then you could use a little more scripture in your day, I want to make sure you know about the Dwell Bible app. What makes Dwell so special is that they read the Bible to you, and you can choose from all different books of the Bible, different plans. They even have Dwell Daily, which is a daily devotional. And what really sets Dwell apart is that they have a variety of voices. You can have read the Bible to you. Over time, I've listened to Rosie the most. She is soft and relaxed and makes you feel like you're sitting by a fireside being read to. I also love Amber's voice. It's comforting and eloquent. So good. And then you can also choose what you want in the background, whether it's music or white noise. I love hearing the piano being played while I listen to the Bible being read to me. Pretty special. Dwell has something for everyone, men, women, and even children. So go over to dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson for your 25% discount. I know you're going to love it, so check it out. Let me know what you think. Christian Parenting Aloha friends, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, podcast host and author of Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Here on the podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm not one that grew up with all the, you know, I don't have a grandma's recipe for Christmas. I don't have a, we always pull out these heirlooms. I have no heirlooms. I don't have any of these um, longstanding traditions that some families have. So, so when you hear my story, just know that this is me beginning some new traditions with my family. This is us saying, oh, we walk with Jesus and we want to celebrate, but we want to celebrate in a way that ultimately honors him and doesn't cause us to have an anticlimactic crash on December 26th. Aloha, friends. Welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast. I'm so happy to be hanging out with you, and I'm so excited to go into this holiday season alongside all of you. Today, we have a special guest, Ruth Cho Simons, who has been on the podcast before and is just such a special friend. She's a boy mom to six boys, uh, an amazing artist, a best-selling author, and just one of those people we we can't compare ourselves to because she's just all the things, and she is lovely inside and out. Well, Ruth has a brand new book out that is stunning. It is beautiful to look at and such an inspirational read, especially for the holidays. It is called Emmanuel, An Invitation to Prepare Him Room at Christmas and Always. And those last two words are key here, and always. Ruth really wants to focus on uh, bringing Jesus into, yes, the holiday season, but in such a way that we can carry that on into the new year. So that's a lot of what we talk about today. But we also just chat as two boy moms about all the things that the Simons family loves to do. They are adventure seekers in Colorado, and they just do some really cool things. Also about the holiday season. 
season, what that looks like. So really, this is just a fun conversation to grab a cup of coffee and join Ruth and I as we talk about all of these things. I hope you love it. And I really encourage you to order this book. If you're catching this in real time, you've got a couple weeks before December 1st. And even if you catch it later and it's already into December, this is one you'll want to pull out every year. And it's a great book to go through with your family to kind of get everyone refocused. We all start the season, at least I start the season, just so determined to keep Jesus at the center, but then all the things can really distract us and make us weary. So I encourage you to use this book, Emmanuel, to kind of recenter yourself and your whole family over the holidays. So you'll get to hear Ruth talk a little bit more about all of that. But now I just want to pause and say thank you so much for being a part of this podcast community, for sharing this with your friends and family. Uh, We have more great interviews and topics coming up all the way to the new year. So thanks for being here. And now without further ado, here's Ruth Cho Simons and I talking about being boy moms over the holidays and what it means to prepare room for Jesus at Christmas time and always. I hope you enjoy. Hey, Ruth, welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast. Oh, I'm so glad to be here, Monica. You're like the boy mom of boy moms. It's pretty special to have you on and (sighs) so much that you and I could talk about here today. So um, much. (laughs) So much. And we... um, We've had you on before, so I'll be sure to link to those episodes in the show notes. And you're a part of my character training course, which is such a blessing. Um, but today we get to get ready for Christmas time, which I, I'm one of those Christmas weirdos that is ready like so far in advance and love to pump the music and prepare my heart. And yet it always sneaks up on me somehow anyways. And so your brand new book Emmanuel, An Invitation to Prepare Him Room at Christmas and Always is in front of me. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we dive in and talk about that and all the other things, why don't you just introduce yourself to anyone that might not already know you? Yeah, well, um, I'm Ruth Jo Simons. I am a mama to six boys. My oldest is 20 and my youngest is nine. My husband and I have been married mm-hmm. for 24 years. And in previous seasons, um, he was a headmaster of a classical Christian school that we founded together, as well as um, um, serving as a preaching pastor of a church plant. So we kind of like to start things, I guess. And so in most recent days, um, we are working together with my company, gracelace.com. I get to bring my artwork and my words together in product form to serve women um, and men as well, but to serve believers in a way where they can turn their eyes and their hearts to toward beauty and to focus on the gospel in new and beautiful ways. Mm, I love it. And you've done so many beautiful pieces of work, so much incredible art. If anyone listening hasn't seen Ruth's work, be sure to go to show notes. We're going to link to all of the things. But um, yeah, I was thinking before we did this interview, like, I understand God's given us all gifts. I know. And we're all unique, but some get a little more <laughs> than others in the way of, like, come on, you're a beautiful writer, you you are an artist, you even cook, right? 
Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, when you have to feed that many, I mean, I do enjoy cooking, but you know what it is, Monica, is that when you're artsy, you start using anything as a medium. So I decorate, I decorate that way. I love fashion in that way. I'm interested in makeup. I style my food. I, I love ingredients, you know, but I'm not good at, there's a lot of things I'm not good at. You are active and sporty and if you tell me that you sing too, then I'm going to really be jealous. I do sing and play the piano. I actually do. But listen, there are lots of things I can't do. I can't dribble a ball. I can't run a mile. I mean, so listen, um, don't, don't be impressed. There are so many things. Nobody, nobody does it all. So um, I just happen to have those artsy skills that you see. Yes. Oh, I love them. And I don't have them. So I am a little envious, but I just appreciate yours. And I will say you get out there, though, you may not feel like you are athletic, you say you can't dribble a ball, I don't believe you, but you get (laughs) out there with those boys and do some rugged, like outdoorsy stuff. Tell us about your family and the stuff you do in Colorado. Monica, I feel like we have parallel lives, except I'm in the mountains. And I sometimes just want to switch. And I'm like, do you want to stay at my house for a while? And I go to yours because I love the ocean. Love, love. But, you know, I always say that I'm the most unlikely mama to six because, you know, when I had my first, I was teaching how to have tea parties. I sew. I make purses out of like pretty fabric. I love girly aprons. I love fashion. And here God gives me six boys and Uh, I had no idea what I was doing, but over the years, um, they've become exactly what I needed. And, um, they get me out in the wild where there's no cell service. So I put my phone away, except to take some pictures for later. And, um, we're an off-roading family. So, um, all our vehicles have been lifted with gnarly tires and there's nice suspension and we go over mountains and we get as high as we can where we can get a good view of God's creation and we talk about it we experience it we hike a little bit they hike more than I do um and so the boys are also into mountain biking and motoing so like dirt biking and so there's a lot of um motor oil and gears and um tires, lots and lots of sweaty jerseys, a lot of that stuff. Yeah, dirt, lots of dirt. Yeah. So we live on 49 acres here in Western Colorado. Our house is at 8,000 foot elevation and there's a lot of dirt tracks around our home. So basically somebody is always doing something full of adrenaline here. And so you understand that you get that. I so understand that. And I think some of your videos, I guess that's off-roading, but you're up like on the edge of a cliff. It it's looks unbelievable. Like, it's... I don't think I could do it. <laughs> it's like right there, like you're hanging off the edge. I'm so used to it now. I'm so used to it. There was a time, it's an acquired taste. I will tell you, if you ever visit me, first of all, you will need to deal with altitude sickness. But if you ever visit me, the truth is the first time you go, you're like, oh my goodness, I just spent a whole day in a, in a vehicle trying to like go up gnarly rocks to get up to right. the top. And I wasn't really grateful for it the first mm. you know year or two when I was yeah. trying to enjoy this. And now I understand the beauty of it. Well, for yeah. one thing, I praise God now, now that I work on the internet, <laughs> that I have things that I get to do that t- slow me down. I mean, I cannot get there fast. We cannot just speed up to the top. It is a slow, laborious um, journey and it takes all day. It's like a way for us to rest because we are in a vehicle together where we talk 
and we analyze things. Sometimes we listen to a sermon together. Sometimes we um, listen to music and process things. And so, you know, it's just good. It's good for us. And um, my heart has learned and grown to enjoy what doesn't come naturally. It does not come naturally for me to be on the edge of a cliff experiencing, you know, no man's land, like places where other people don't go. (laughs) Totally. Oh, but the views at the top are just stunning and so worth it. Okay, so since you're talking to boy moms, before we dive in, um, I know that I'm asked a lot, and I'm sure you are too, how you don't worry, how you don't, mm. you know, about, I'm sure you're not always with them when they're doing right. these things. How to not be a helicopter mom. Right, yeah. right. Do you have any secrets to share with yeah. the boy moms? I remember one of the first times I posted videos of letting my boys climb kind of like the edge of a waterfall, or I mean, I got so many DMs on my Instagram of like, Oh my goodness. How could you let them do that? Aren't you scared? And I think I, I don't think I realized how many moms struggle with this fear. Mm -hmm. It's not that Mm -hmm. I don't struggle with it, but I think, um, I always like to say, whatever you're battling something that feels a little, um, controlling in your life or irrational, you have to replace it with something better. So I can't just stop the, I can't stop the irrational fear. I have to, um, I have to replace the fear with something so much better, like awe and wonder or excitement that they're adventurous. So the more I focus on the fact that my boys are learning to be courageous, that they are adventurous, Mm -hmm. that um, they're learning how to discern what is safe and not safe, that they have to get to the point where they're not being reckless, but being wise about their choices. Mm -hmm. That makes me so joyful to know that they're like becoming men in that way, that I feel less fearful. If I'm only sitting there going, don't be fearful, don't be fearful, then it it won't work, you know? So I have to actually concentrate on what we are moving toward, not just what we are working, what we are I'm not just, I have to focus on what we are working towards and not just what Mm -hmm. we are trying to walk away from. Absolutely. That makes so much sense. And I think that's kind of applies across the board to so Mm -hmm. many other things as well. So I love that. And, um, and also like me, I think you probably have a husband that you trust to make some of those judgment calls. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know if they're safe, but if my husband said, okay, I'm going to trust him. Totally. That's, that's the key. Uh, Yes. Okay. And you and I are both in a season where we've got boys kind of up and, and launching into the world. I, I, know that I'm a little bit ahead of you and I just have less sons, but I'm down to at this moment as we record one at home. Oh, we'll have to, how old but, is he? Um, he's 12. So oh. thankfully I have a few more years. Mm-hmm. He doesn't love being an only child, but we're working through that. And I feel like we're kind of growing in some new ways, which is sweet, but, mm-hmm. um, but I will have my 18 year old making this home base between his surfing mm-hmm. all over the world. Right now for like four months, but hopefully wow. he'll be winter. Uh, but you have how many are how many have actually launched? You have two out of the house now. I have two in college. One is finishing. He's twenty and he's in his se- um, senior year in college, mm-hmm. and he's going to school locally and decided to move back home this okay. year. So he's still he's in the basement, but he's home. And then um, our second is out of state, and then we have two in high school and two. Um, in just two little fifth and sixth grade. Yeah. Well, I know that God has different plans for all of our families, but to anyone listening, I think Ruth might agree with me to say, if you're, if you're debating doing anything permanent, you've got a couple littles, maybe wait, because I think that later 
aren't you so glad that you've got all those boys? Isn't it so awesome when they're a little older? Yes. I, I'm telling you, I, um, I marvel at how much God equipped me for what he called me to, because there were some years there. I thought this is completely insane. I am way in over my head, but as the years grew, I can't believe how much, um, our dynamic and our home has been blessed, how much the littles have become best friends with the olders. And, um, in so many ways, I just think we underestimate, we underestimate the blessing of, um, surrendering to callings that may feel out of your league or a little over and beyond what you think you can handle. God equips us. He does. He does. And the rewards usually take some time. Hey friends, I'm just popping in here real quick to make sure you know about one of my favorite things, my quarterly subscription box that follows in the footsteps of Jesus, delivering the best artisanal food, crafts, and content from across the Holy Land straight to your doorstep. This is the Artsa box, and if you follow me on social media, I'm sure you have seen these. And our family loves to gather around. When we open the boxes, we get to taste something yummy. There's always something pretty for the home and so much to learn about whatever region each box comes from. Now, every box supports small local Israeli businesses and charities so you can feel good about each subscription box and these make a great gift. So Christmas is coming up and I know a lot of people would love to receive this. What a fun gift. And I also have a code for you, discount 25% off. So I've got a link in the show notes. And when you go over to the Artsa subscription box page, use code BOYMOM25 to get 25% off. Again, you might want to order one for somebody else, but you also might want one for yourself. This is a great way to get your family learning and thinking about the Holy Land, praying for the peace of Jerusalem, and supporting amazing people over there who are working hard. So I hope you can check it out again. Use the link in my show notes and then use code BOYMOM25 for 25% off. All right, now we'll get back to the show. Shifting gears now, but still talking about boys. I want to hear what Christmas is like in the Simons household with all the boys. What? Yeah. In Colorado. Okay, I just could like get a little dreamy imagining. I mean, it's always snowy at Christmas time, right? It always is. I mean, it's you it's magical and it's beautiful, but also it's a very long winter. And so it's not that it snows right around Christmas and then goes away. It's that we're like trapped in snow for a long time. <laughs> you know, I think it's so interesting because I um I don't know what I expected, but my boys are not all sentimental or all into, mm-hmm. I've got one or two, I think I can think of two who are specifically like, it's, I want that cozy feeling. Can we light a oh. candle? I can't wait to decorate. And then I've got a whole bunch who would not care if I never put up a Christmas tree, would not care. They literally are like, it's about Jesus and I don't really need anything. Like they, they really oh. don't care. They, I mean, oh. I'm, they're not curmudgeons about yeah. it. They just don't sure. really care because it yeah. feels so commercialized to them right? Mm-hmm. I've got a few right. purists. They're a tiny bit like Troy, where they're a little like, you know, philosophically not that in tune with yeah, the yeah. whole commercialism. And then, yeah. and then I've got a few who are like, can I have a hot chocolate bar set up? Can we put little labels on everything? So, you know, we've got a few that yes. take after me and are a little artsy, a little it. sentimental. So it's not straight across the board. So as in, we do not, I mean, between that, and I'll just back up and say, if anyone, um, if I've not met 
any of your listeners. Um, my, my story is one where I'm an immigrant. I came to the United States when I was four. My parents were new to so many of the traditions in the U.S., and we were not believers when I was young. And so um, both in a secular and a Christian way, we didn't really know how to celebrate Christmas. And so I, I'm not one that grew up with all the, you know, I don't have a grandma's recipe for Christmas. I don't have a, we always pull out these heirlooms. I have no heirlooms. I don't have any of these, um, longstanding traditions that some families have. So, so when you hear my story, just know that this is me beginning some new traditions with my family. This is us saying, Oh, we walk with Jesus and we want to celebrate, but we want to celebrate in a way that ultimately honors him and doesn't cause us to have an anticlimactic crash on December 26th, because there's so much that we can do that causes us to be super excited. And we think we're after that warmth and that glow and the magic of Christmas. But then we wonder why it all goes away after Christmas. Mm. And we're going, why do I feel so defeated and it, didn't we just say Jesus is the reason for the season? Didn't we just say we're so excited and celebrating, but somehow it's the end of January and we're feeling a little worn yeah. out and defeated. So that's, that's really the heartbeat of why I said, okay, even though I don't have a lot of traditions, even if I don't have a, you know, a favorite Christmas re- cookie recipe, I mm-hmm. do want to embrace what it is that's special about Emmanuel, God with us. Yeah. What is so special about um, celebrating the birth of Christ. And so that's really where I've been in thinking about um, Advent and how to celebrate Christmas. I love that. And I know that was one of the focuses of this book is that it wouldn't end on the 26th of December, mm-hmm. that the heart of Christmas and the celebration of Jesus uh, would carry on. So maybe you can just tell us a little bit, how, how did this book come to be and what is your heart for it? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I with that um, introduction, I would just say, I've never been real fussy about Christmas celebrations. Every year I, I, I want to do something where you unwrap something every day of um, Advent, but it never really happens. And I don't know about you. And listen, we might have some friends here, sisters who are listening and they're super good at like their traditions are right on, right on. And they don't miss a beat. They light that candle every single night and I am in awe of people like that. And so I, mm-hmm. I say, good, I'm, good job. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, but I tend yeah. to be that person who's like, let's read this devotional or let's do this activity. And by like day six or seven, I'm so overwhelmed with so many things that are going on. Plus our family is we run a retail business online. Mm-hmm. And so this is a Christmas season is really busy oh. and hectic for us. And so when I came to the point where I said, you know, what is our shop, Grace Lace, going to offer as a resource for other families? I thought, I know personally, I don't want a whole lot of extra to do. I just want something to help me remember a little bit, just for a few minutes every day, what is so significant about the season. And so a few years ago, we created what, what we call the Prepare Him Room cards, mm. um, just a line out of a Christmas hymn, but preparing him room, like preparing room in our hearts. And so that's what inspired the book, Emmanuel, an invitation to prepare him room at Christmas Mm -hmm. and always. It's still born out of the fact that I didn't want anything super fussy, didn't want people to feel like they would fall behind if they didn't do all these activities or um, light all these candles or, you know, follow a formula that really it's just about how do we slow down just a little bit and focus during the Advent season on something that we should remember all year round? 
It's not yeah. that we need to read this book for three months straight. It's that sometimes we forget that we're not trying to celebrate Advent or we're not trying to celebrate Christmas. We're celebrating Jesus. Mm. When we celebrate Jesus, then Christmas doesn't actually have to end. Yes, all the lights get put away and all the all the frills and the fun. And yes, the presents get unwrapped. But if we focus on the fact that we're celebrating the presence of God with us in the person of Christ, then that actually impacts us. If we are willing to welcome that truth, that impacts us long after Christmas. Oh, absolutely. I love that so much. And, and you're, your writing always, always just ushers us to that place of meditating and asking some questions about our heart and not just um, having the warm fuzzies of the Advent season, but really asking where we want to be with the Lord, where he belongs in our heart. I have loved, um, you know, it's been fun to start your book a little early because I was like, well, I, I have to prepare to talk to her. So um, each morning after I've been reading the chapters, I'm telling Alexa to play a Christmas song that you (laughs) I love it. You have a few special features at the end of each chapter. And so then my kids get up and they're like, mom, really starting the day? Sorry. It's part of my devotions, but they are such worshipful, good songs. And I, I love that because sometimes I can't think of like good Christmas music, but when I finish a devotional, one of the days in this study, then it gives me something really special to just sit quietly and, worship. And that's so good. That's something that doesn't come natural to me, but I love, but you also split the book into kind of four categories and, um, can tell us just a little bit about that maybe. Yeah. And yeah. So, chose. so the Advent season breaks down roughly to be about four weeks. It's we, mm-hmm. I have this book starting on the 1st of December so that you can use the 25 days of December to kind of draw your, your own heart and those around you into, um, these meditations. But, um, in the four week period, I, I broke it down to honestly, Monica, just what my heart needs. Honestly, I feel like every book I ever write, it's kind of like me preaching to myself and then saying, anyone else want to join in, <laughs> you know? And so I started the book with a whole week folks focused on this topic of our posture because yeah. the posture of our hearts really determines what happens next. So yep. if we're sitting there and our posture is anxiety and FOMO Mm -hmm. and fear that somebody's not going to invite us or be happy with us or just constantly thinking that we have to measure up during the Christmas season. That posture is, I can describe it as basically shoulders, um, you know, really tense and fists clenched and feeling like we're at any moment about to like lose our temper, that posture is stressful. Mm -hmm. And it's about striving. If you know, that word is so dear to my heart. Like, wow, am I trying to get something out of Mm -hmm. the season that I don't trust God for that? I think I have to gain on my own. And so it starts off with a whole week of us thinking, what's our posture and how do we move it from, for example, um, worry to worshipfulness? Mm -hmm. Like, how do we go from being um, full of um, expectations and being like really hard to please to being expectant and full of anticipation. How do we move from one posture that's detrimental to a posture that's willing and able to receive what God has for us? And so I, I really just believe that at least in my own heart, I can't even begin to enjoy the season unless I do a little assessment on the posture of my heart. One thing I loved about that posture was that you actually started 
by having us stop and just check our physical posture in that moment. Mm -hmm. And it was surprising to me because I was like, (laughs) you never really stop and think, you know, you've got your coffee, maybe you sit in your place, but am I tense? What is my posture? So I just love that you really make it practical in that way too, but go on, there's more. No. So first week is our posture. And once that posture is in a place where, and it's not formulaic, Monica, you and I know as followers of Christ that it's a day by day, like adjustment. It's, it's finding that I'm tense and I'm anxious and realigning my heart and saying, I'm not going to take that posture of anxiety. I'm going to take the posture of trusting God. Okay. But once you um, do that assessment and say, gosh, as a family, we want to have a posture that is surrendered and worshipful. Only Mm -hmm. then can we start saying, oh, now I can really hear and receive God's promises. So the second week is all about the promises of God. And it's, it's about the promise of why he sent Emmanuel God with us. And Mm -hmm. if, if any listener here is hearing this for the first time and it's new to you, I just, I, I just pray that this would be like such a gift, but it was such a gift to me when I realized that the story of redemption started from the very beginning to the very end. It's not, it didn't just happen. It wasn't a gift that happened in the manger. It happened because God from the beginning of time had a desire to win us back to him. And so that is the the promise of God. The promise of God is that Emmanuel, God with us through Jesus Christ, born in a manger is the culmination. And it's the beginning of the redemption story that would end with, Christ dying on a cross and being resurrected, right? That's Mm -hmm. that, that beginning of that part of the story started way at the very beginning of time. And so, um, as a family or as an individual, be able to wrestle with that and not just think about what's Christmas all about, but really what is God's promise to us Mm -hmm. all about? How does he want us to be with him forever? And so that is what we do all of week two. And then week three, as you can imagine, once you hear those promises, you need to respond. And so our response is, it's not conclusive. It's not all the responses we could give, but everything from having faith to worshiping or being in awe and wonder of God, those are things that you don't produce on your own. It's a response to knowing the truth. Just like you sing after you hear an amazing message at church, you might sing differently once you your heart is filled up with the truth. We're going to respond week in week three when we know the truth that we learn in week two. And then, and then finally in week four, leading up to Christmas Day, are some of the names of Jesus, our Messiah. And it's just a reminder that all these things, he, he corrects our posture. He, he redeems us from the pit. He ultimately calls us to the faith and the joy and the awe and the wonder of response to him. Also that we would know who he is and he is our wonderful counselor. He is our mighty God. These are names of Jesus and we want to know who he is as our savior. Mm, I love that so much. And, and I just think it's laid out so cool and, and will lead us then to what comes after Christmas. And this is a good time to, for me to mention just recently, I did a little Instagram reel talking about devotional books, but Mm. I'm just going to say, if you're looking for family books, um, gifts for the family for Christmas, your book, you and Troy worked on together Mm -hmm. foundations would be a great thing to, you know, if you go through this Emmanuel Mm -hmm. book during Advent, consider starting the new year, maybe as a family going through your book. Thank you. You know me so well. Those really do uh, partner together. It's really with the same heartbeat of of Mm -hmm. saying these foundational truths will change our lives. 
And yes. we just day by day, it's not going to be a one and done. It's that every day we, we take the one little step. We invest just a little more to understanding what it is that God wants us to know about him. And then we respond yes. in faith and we're changed through that day by day. Yes. Thanks for that. Monica. Yes. Yeah. But we, will you tell for those who don't know, cause I do get asked a lot about no. devotionals. Tell us just a little bit about how foundations is laid out for yeah. those who might have it under the Christmas tree this year. Right, right. Well, um, you know, there was a time when um, we would walk through Hobby Lobby or any store and it would be like all these family rules. And Troy and I looked at each other and we were like, what are our family rules? And Troy said, well, Mm -hmm. let me write up 12 based on scripture. Just, and it was a little arbitrary. It could have been, you know, 20, whatever. But at that time he said, he just came up with these 12 based on scripture, things like Mm -hmm. loving God above all else and um, hating your own sin. And being mm-hmm. generous and knowing how to one another each other, right? We read in the epistles how to mm-hmm. consider one another more important than ourselves and all those things that really become not just rules, but the foundations of our family. But then we thought, mm-hmm. okay, well, these are things that we talk about all the time, but what about for a family that's not used to talking about these things? What about for a family mm-hmm. where, and maybe even for a, a young adult who is needing to know, like, how do I walk with God? These are the foundational truths of how to walk with God in your daily life. And so we break it down in a really accessible way so that if you choose to read it together as a family, that from the youngest to the oldest, it's not a lot of time to engage, but it goes deep in a way that's accessible. And we leave some questions with you so that you can begin the conversation. We're not trying to replace the, you know, foundations as a devotional book is not trying to replace Bible reading time. We're not saying this is formulaic. We're simply saying, begin a conversation. And if it's difficult for you to begin that conversation, let us help you start that. And so we wrote some 60 devotions to help you take your family or your, you know, you and your spouse, whoever it is that you want to do life with. Um, walk through it together for 12 weeks and lay that foundation to build your relationship on. Oh, so good. Yes. And and we talk in the character training course about the family worship time. And, and mm-hmm. it, it was a relief to me to hear that, you know, you won't claim that you've been super um, religious about, no. you know, a certain set day and time. Mm-hmm. Um, but like us, just having those moments where you gather, sometimes yeah. it's spontaneous and it's like, hey, dinner's over. Let's, let's just go yeah. in the living room, open this up. And so that's, that's just been awesome. I know for my boys who are now away at college, they would say that, you know, those are the moments they remember looking back and sometimes yeah. resisting it. No, mom, we wanted to watch a movie tonight, or right. I have things I need to do. But if they, if we all, and as parents, it's easy to just like, oh, it just takes energy. But once you gather and yeah. it just, 10 minutes, you know, which often leads to 30 minutes. But if you just say, let's start with 10. Absolutely. And it's also just, you know, for anyone who's listening saying, oh, I don't know if I could get that started. Be be free in knowing that it's not formulaic. And none of us, Monica and I are both saying, you know, goodness, sometimes it's while we're driving and sometimes it's right after dinner. And there are times when actually there's a conflict in our home and it turns into family worship. And so there's, there's lots and lots of variations. And even as I'm sharing the heartbeat of this book, Emmanuel, this is not 25 days that are meant to be burdensome. It's meant to be Mm -hmm. a conversation starter so that maybe it's that you, um, follow along through the audiobook. Maybe it's that you read it and then you share your heart with your kids later on in the day. Maybe you gather your family together and say, hey, just for 25 days, you know, habits are formed when you stick with something for a little while. Maybe we just say during this Christmas season, let's just refocus on what we're actually celebrating. And maybe 
Christmas is a super busy time and you don't finish it by December 25th, well, it'll still make sense on January 1. Well, yes. Well, I love it too, because I think that most moms I talk to, most Christian moms will say this year, I just, I want to get everybody focused on the real meaning of Christmas. I don't want to be materialistic. And yet it's so easy to fall into, oh, the shopping list, mm-hmm. the parties, all that. But to have something like this, again, it's kind of like a little tool that mm-hmm. can help you go, oh, it's time for us to yeah. gather and go through today's devotional. What mm-hmm. a gift, because it kind of gives you that just a little extra boost mm-hmm. to refocus everybody, help the kids remember what Christmas is really all about. Oh, well, I love it. I just love your heart and everything that you do. And, and I'm sure the audiobook is great because it's great listening to you. But if even if you get it, you still got to get the print version because <laughs> it is so beautiful. Oh, well, you know, I, I try to I, I try to trick my reader into lingering longer with some artwork. I'm like, listen, yeah. I'm going to make it really beautiful so that if you just need to take a pause, because we are inundated with so many things all the time that sometimes I yes. think when you can just stop and just appreciate beauty for a little bit. Doesn't your soul just rest? And then you, oh. and then you linger long on a page and the words on the page actually stick with you a mm-hmm. little differently. So that's the desire yeah. is to have each page filled with enough beauty that you might just take a little longer and pause with each page. Oh, that is so good. I love that. And that's exactly what I've done with this. Well, tell everyone, I'm kind of guessing you can find this just about anywhere, but where can people find and follow you if they aren't yeah, already? Thank you. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram at Ruth Joe Simons. That's R-U-T-H-C-H-O-U-S-I-M-O-N-S. And you can find my work at gracelaced.com and gracelaced on social media as well. Um, and the book is available wherever books are sold, but you can learn more about it at emmanuelbook.com. Awesome. Ruth, thank you so much. It is such a joy to talk to you and congratulations. This is just beautiful as is everything you do. Thanks so much, Monica. Thanks for having me. Yes. And Merry Christmas. You too. (laughs) Aloha. All right, friends, I hope you enjoyed that conversation and be sure to go over to show notes where you can get links to Ruth's gorgeous book and find out more about her and where you can follow her. And you can do all that at monicaswanson.com forward slash episode dash 184. Thanks again for being a part of this community. I know the holidays get busy, but I hope you can take time to get out and take a walk or on a drive tune in each week and hang out with me. It means the world to me and I hope you're always encouraged. All right, friends, have a wonderful rest of your week and until next time, aloha. Aloha.